Hello, my sweet peeps. You just tuned in to the NetSuite podcast, and we're glad you did because this is the last of our four very special episodes as a part of NetSuite Now on air, The After Party. I'm your host, Kendall Fisher, and joining me once again is Fritz Nelson. Hey, Kendall, I'm, I'm not cool enough to say sweet peeps, but hey, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. You know, I have to switch it up every now and again. I have a lot of different things that I like to call our listeners, um, our sweet listeners, sweet peeps, cool listeners. I don't know. That's really just the two that I use. <laughs> when I hear sweet peeps, I think about those um, Easter, yeah. you know, marshmallow candies. My I, teeth you, know, hurt. you, and I don't mean this to be offensive, but you may be a little bit older um, for this, but I collected Weeple people growing up. And we'd call them peeps as well. And so that's what makes me think of that. Weeple people was like, you got them, for example, when you did Dare and you like wrote an essay about being drug free or something. It was, or selling wrapping paper during the holidays. It was a, it was a fun time in fourth grade. <laughs> fourth grade. A couple I, of years ago. Yeah, that was just a couple of years ago for me. But Fritz, all joking aside, this is the last of the After Party series, and I have to admit, I'm kind of sad. Yeah, me too. I mean, um, you know, you, you kind of reluctantly invited me to be your guest <laughs> host, but kind of had fun. And um, we can't get too down, though, because we have a lot to cover today, right? Yes, we most certainly do. In fact, I thought, since this is the last of the four After Party episodes, I wanted to flip the script on you from our very first episode of the series. You sat down with Azure Antoinette during our Business Forward event on Wednesday. Forbes dubbed her the Maya Angelou of the millennial generation. And to be honest, I'm kind of obsessed with her. So you've got to tell me how it all went. Yeah, she is absolutely amazing. Um, every time I've spoken with her, she has so much to say, but more importantly, she just has such strong convictions, such great advice, um, and she's inspiring. And just such a great positive attitude is what I love. You know, um, serious but positive. I think that's great. Where can people watch your conversation if they missed it? You can catch it all on demand on the NetSuite Now On Air website. Love it. Thank you for that. And everything will be on demand, as I heard, through until January. So that's exciting. So if you, if you haven't yet, go, go check that out now on the NetSuite Now On Air website. Unfortunately, Fritz, you're not our only special guest today. Yeah. On this episode, we'll be looking back at week four of NetSuite Now On Air, which came at us with a double whammy for focus areas, first, how to optimize your supply chain, warehouse, and manufacturing operations. And second, the three Ps of HR, people, payroll, and projects. Say that five times fast. <laughs> I, just, I like the payroll part myself. Oh, me too. Obviously. Don't we all? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And we'll also be looking back at the event series overall. Some of the big highlights from the past four weeks, funny moments you may have missed. Maybe you didn't miss them. We'll also give you all something to look forward to as we dive into some future events. And to do it all, we're bringing on NetSuite internal experts, Hanif Ishmael, Ranga Bodla, and Lane Sobel. Lane actually led the team that put the whole series together. Can't wait for that. Yeah, I can't wait either. And uh, we'll also bring on Julian Love. He is the CFO of St. Hope, our NetSuite customer. So much to talk about, such little time. Let's get to it. 
You're listening to the NetSuite Podcast, where we discuss what's happening within NetSuite, why we're doing it, and where we're heading in the future. We'll dive into the details about the software and the people at NetSuite who are behind all the moving parts. We'll also feature customer growth stories, discussing the ups and downs of running a company and how one integrated system can help your business continue to scale. With Vertex Cloud for NetSuite, Espresso Services was able to improve efficiency within their database by utilizing item and customer variables to get the true tax rate. And since Vertex continually updates the taxability rules and rates, they're confident about tax rate updates when laws change. Vertex is proud to be a NetSuite partner and to help companies like Espresso achieve their goals. Learn more about Vertex by visiting our sponsors hall or reviewing the on-demand session, Adapting Your Business to the New Normal with Vertex, which is on the NetSuite Now on-air website until January. First up, we are joined by NetSuite Vice President of Strategy and Product Management for NetSuite HCM, Hanif Ishmael. He's going to dive into his HR keynote, picking out some big themes and highlights. Hanif, you touched on some of the big challenges businesses are facing when it comes to managing their workforce right now. Can you speak to some of those? Yeah, sure. Happy to. You know, as I mentioned in the keynote, I think we would all agree that the year 2020 has been a challenging year for us, um, you know, even from a personal standpoint, and then certainly for companies of all sizes all over the world. On a personal side, heck, I finally was able to get a professional haircut. You have no idea what difference that's made. (laughs) Absolutely. Organizations have been impacted tremendously this year from a workforce standpoint in so many ways. For instance, let's say, you know, keeping employees engaged has been a significant challenge. If you think about it, one of the things that I mentioned on the keynote is that 85% of employees are disengaged per Gallup study. This was before the pandemic. The pandemic situation could make this even much worse, especially given the significant shift we've seen in people working remotely. And then not to mention, you know, distractions that employees have had that are facing in their personal lifestyles, you know, whether they're taking care of family members that might be ill, taking care of children, space limitations at home, and so forth. So keeping employees engaged, especially at this time, is really important. Some of the other areas I think I would mention is maybe supporting the numerous compliance changes that have come down. And they're all in support of certainly the well-being of the employees, but they're all in support also keeping small businesses running. Things like the CARES Act, which is the Paycheck Protection Act, and then you have Families First, which is providing paid sick leave for COVID-related situations as well, and so on. So, Again, keeping up with all the compliance-related changes has been a struggle as well. The last one I think I would mention is probably just the ability to be able to gain insight to the workforce, especially given the fast pace of changes that are occurring at this particular time. And even basic analytics, having access to that kind of stuff where it says, here's where my headcount is, this is what location they're in. That's really important, especially in these kinds of circumstances. I could go on forever on this, but hopefully that gives you a perspective of some of the types of challenges that businesses are facing right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I can relate to a lot of those, even the haircut. And look, I know that NetSuite Sweet People doesn't help with haircuts, (laughs) 
Um, at least not yet. Not. Maybe I was going to say, you don't know that. Them. Not yet. <laughs> We're in uh, 2025.1, the haircut module. Um, but uh, how is Sweet People helping businesses overcome some of these challenges? Yeah, I would say, you know, in several ways, you know, on the engagement front, as an example, with our 20.2 release, which customers are in the progress of being upgraded to right now, we introduced a new performance management application, a new module, if you will. And this module, now the performance management application will allow employees and managers to better align our performance goals and conduct reviews, especially given the shifts that we were talking about in business priorities and people working much more remotely and so forth, this solution becomes really critical at this time to ensure that everyone is aligned, if you will, on the goals that are most important to the organization. We also released a manager self-service capabilities with analytical insights uh, as well. And these insights provide managers with more information that they need to make better decisions. It's kind of like decision support information for when they're doing compensation transactions, promotion transactions, and so forth. You know, I would probably say on the compliance side, we've been spending a tremendous, literally tremendous amount of time making our payroll compliant with all the new legislation that's been coming out. Requirements, like I mentioned earlier, Paycheck Protection Act and then Families First Act as well. You know, this takes a significant burden away from customers as well, where we help them stay compliant. And then on the analytics side, which was the other aspect that I mentioned, on that side of the house, we've been spending a tremendous amount of time and we have a lot of analytics that's out of the box capabilities that we provide as well as KPIs, things like headcount trends, understanding of turnover patterns and so on. So the analytics now allow customers to make better informed decisions as they go forward. I have to say, if in 25.1 release, if we're giving out haircuts, I just, I kind of hope it's not Evan who's coding that. (laughs) I don't think I'd look good with Evan's haircut. Um, (laughs) So I'm just going to put that out there. Um, Okay, we're going to have to make sure he hears this one. Now, Hanif, you actually spent some time demonstrating NetSuite Sweet People Performance Management application. And, and for those yeah. tuning in, we also have an entire podcast episode dedicated to this. Go check it out. But Hanif, can you speak to how the solution ties to the rest of the platform, a little bit about what you demonstrated and why this helps eliminate some of the most tedious tasks associated with performance management? Yeah, sure. You know, this is something that we're very, very, can I add a third very to that? Very, very, very excited about. We didn't want to just build another performance management solution. That was another one that was just in the marketplace like everybody else. We did a lot of research around this and our customers told us that they wanted us to help them solve the fundamental engagement issue with performance management. You know, if you think about it, when's the last time you updated your performance goals? Maybe once a year? And that might be because you were mandated to do that. We wanted to really help solve this engagement problem. One of the key things that we did was we used the power of the unified suite, our single shared data model, to connect the employee now to the work they already do in the suite. So what we did then was surfaced metrics from across the suite, whether it's CRM, PSA, and so forth. We then allow the employee to attach the relevant metrics 
to his or her performance goals. These metrics are then self-maintained by the suite. So for example, you could be, let's say, a sales rep, and one of your goals is to improve win rates. Well, Mm -hmm. you attach the win rate metric to your performance goal, and then you and your manager are always aware, actually on a real-time basis, as to where the employee stands on their goals. The conversation actually shifts from now status collection to more coaching the employee because the data is always maintained for you. You know, Mm -hmm. as an example, it might be, hey, Hanif, you're still, your target was to hit 40% win rate. You're still at 30% win rate. What's going on? Let's talk about the last deal that you were in. And let's talk about what went really well and where you were challenged with that. It's a very different conversation that starts happening. And that's kind of where we want to evolve to. But when you've accomplished your goal, one of the biggest other things that we've included in there is that when you accomplish your goal, you and your manager then reflect on that goal while it's fresh in your minds, not seven months later. So we capture information about, you know, what went well, what are some of the opportunities for improvement as part of your reflection. You can record that, some of that information in there. And then when you do your performance review, maybe several months down the line, You don't have to remember what transpired at that point in time because a lot of us will go back and look at documents, emails, and say, hey, what did I do back then, right? You don't have to do that. You capture that when it happens. And then you take all of this information and it automatically flows into the performance reviews when you do that six, seven months down the line. And 60 to 70% of your performance review at that point is pretty much done. So life gets much easier, and frankly, it's not as daunting of a task mm-hmm. when it's time to do your performance review. Yeah, definitely. Sense? Yeah, I mean that that makes so much sense. You're being proactive instead of reactive. You yeah. know, I, you know, I'm not going to say that I'm reactive when I do my performance reviews and I'm collecting data the entire time. My boss is on um, this conversation <laughs> right now. But between you and me, Hanif, I have definitely been reactive in performance reviews before. So um, <laughs> that is, I mean, that's super beneficial. And it, again, like you said, it eliminates so much of that, yeah. that time to go back and figure it out. Or, or even, you know, by the time it's too late, you haven't met whatever goal you're supposed to be meeting. So yeah. Um, yeah. And it's yeah. designed so that it allows people to engage on a continuous basis, literally right. designed from that standpoint. And as you see these metrics and you see them in your dashboards and you see them on a continuous basis, you and your manager see them, it forces that level of engagement, like yeah. that sales example that I was giving. Right, right. Yeah. I, and as Fritz can attest, I am a person that is all for ongoing communication and ongoing feedback. <laughs> so <laughs> for, for employees like me, it's super, super helpful. Cool. Um, she, would, she, would have, she would have us doing performance reviews every day. I yeah. <laughs> I would. <laughs> he is not lying. I mean, I'll look, I'll admit to that. Now, Hanif, you also hinted at some of the things that are coming next with Sweet People, haircuts aside. Can you give us some key highlights? Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, we're going to continue to invest and significantly invest in Sweet People as we go forward so that investment stays strong. Some of the key areas that we'll be investing in are things like uh, onboarding, as an example. We do offer onboarding capabilities right now. What we're doing is putting on top of it a digital experience, kind of a wizard-like experience that walks you through step-by-step 
from an onboarding standpoint of all the activities that you need to do. We'll also be making more performance management enhancements as we go forward as well from a metrics visualization standpoint. We'll have goal port lists that you can place in dashboards as well and more and more analytics around this. The other area that we'll be investing in is also payroll and enhancement. So we're certainly going to keep up with the regulatory changes as they come forward, and then also providing more flexibility, particularly in our payroll calculations engine to support more complex level calculations. So right now, that's the plan. Those are the major areas that we'll be investing in as we go forward. Wow, that is a lot and a lot to look forward to. And uh, we hope that you'll join us again when some of those things are seeing the light of day. Sounds like a plan. Look forward to that. Okay. Thanks for joining us, Anif. My pleasure. Take care, guys. Now we'll bring on Julian Love, the CFO of St. Hope. Piggybacking off Hanif's keynote recap, Julian will explain how his organization uses sweet people. Hey there, Julian. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Good. Um, Maybe we should start by uh, having you tell our audience, what is St. Hope? Sure. Uh, So St. Hope is essentially a family of nonprofits focused on revitalizing Oak Park, Sacramento through public education and economic development. And so we do that through a network of charter schools and also a portfolio of real estate and businesses all focused here in Oak Park, Sacramento. There are so many different aspects of the organization. I had the honor of coming over there and interviewing a bunch of you and getting to know the organization a little bit better. But I mean, you have everything from real estate operations to schools. Can you speak to the challenges you faced when it came to handling HR and why you decided to implement Sweet People? Yeah, so there's there's a host of different reasons, but I think the biggest ones are, one, just the integration between our HR and payroll system in our ERP. And so a lot of times when you have two different systems, you run into issues where you got to upload from one system to another. And inevitably, there's always errors in the process and you always have to redo it and troubleshoot and it eats up a lot of time. And so that was a big issue. And then also just accessing documents. So we're always getting audited because we get funding from the government. And so, you know, year over year, there's a lot of turnover. And if documents are stored in this storage office or or, or this filing cabinet over here, they can get lost. And those audits can can become huge nightmares. And so implementing Sweet People allowed us to put all of our, our documents, employee records in one place so that both employees can access them if they want to see uh, something related to their payroll records, or we um, as administrators can access the documents if we're going through an audit or, or doing a, any type of analysis or assessment. What are some other impacts to the organization, like specifically around efficiency, cutting costs, headcount? Yeah, good question. So when I started, we had three HR generalists on the team and they kind of did a host of different administrative work uh, within HR and benefits administration and recruiting. And that was just for St. Oak Public Schools. So since then, we've expanded to St. Oak Public Schools, St. Oak Development Company and St. Oak Academy. And we went from three HR generalists to one. And a lot of that was just due to the efficiencies driven by the system. Where were you able to reallocate those resources, the time, the money, headcount, whatever. Yeah, so around the same time we implemented NetSuite and, and it drove some of those efficiencies, we were able to reallocate those resources to our teachers. And so we did a brand new kind of 
teacher compensation guide that put us at, as the highest kind of compensator of teachers in the Sacramento area. That wow. is so awesome to hear, truly. And thank you for sharing. And thank you for joining us. I know you've been on before for our listeners tuning in. Go ahead and check out that episode featuring Julian and St. Hope. Gosh, that was one of our very first episodes. I think that was like... Ah, man, man, a year and a half ago, maybe longer, two years ago, but go check it out. It's a a great episode. And Julian, thank you so much for joining us. Yep. Thank you. Anytime. Merchant E has supported NetSuite users for over 16 years with payment card and ACH processing services integrated right within NetSuite. Today, their next generation tools help NetSuite users digitize financial operations to adapt to new market challenges, such as enabling customers to self-pay NetSuite invoices online, keeping everyone safe by eliminating manual checks and improving DSO. Also, check out Merchant E's new tools for on-demand payment of earned wages and eliminating out-of-pocket payment of business expenses. Learn more about Merchant E by visiting our sponsors hall or reviewing the on-demand session, how to adapt to the 2020 paradigm shift in commerce and financial operations on the NetSuite Now On Air website until January. All right, next up, we're bringing back Ranga Bodla, our Vice President of Field Engagement and Marketing, to recap breakout sessions from week four and to provide some key takeaways from the overall event series. Ranga, what went down during our breakout sessions during week four of NetSuite Now on air? Well, I know I was on here before, and I know I said week one was one of my most exciting weeks because it was all about finance and I know it was, you know, a big focus. But I got to be honest, week four is where it was at because Mm -hmm. week four, it was operations and make the most of your people, payroll and projects. And so let me talk about both of those for a second. The reason operations is so exciting, we have so many new things that we got to introduce and talk about. There was advanced order management stuff. There was stuff around the NetSuite MRP there was stuff around the warehouse management system. There was stuff around supply chain. And right now, you know, so many of our customers are grappling with this topic of supply chain resiliency. And there's just, you know, supply chain is such a hot topic right now. And customers are looking for, frankly, how do we leverage NetSuite to the best of our abilities around this topic? So that's why it's exciting to me. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a really important topic. I think it was filled with just a ton of content around that that I think customers can really take advantage of. On the people, payroll, and projects, I mean, that's the other side of it. I mean, a lot of companies say it, and I think it's important, which is, you know, what's your most important asset? It's your people. And how do you better manage your people? How do you leverage what NetSuite has to offer to manage this critical asset? And I think that's, you know, it's been a relatively new thing for NetSuite. It's not like something that's, you know, 22 years uh, that NetSuite's been around. It's been a relatively new thing in that regard. But you had so many different sessions around everything from expense reports and project management, how do you make performance management part of everyday work, just increasing your efficiency with payroll. So there's just, you know, it covers so many different of those areas that, again, is the key asset for folks and the key asset that a lot of companies will indicate for them as the, they want to maximize. Yeah. And then as it gets to the end of the year, performance management, I want to know how I did. Exactly. Yep. 
Speaking of performance, you usually have a good dad joke, you know, just ready in your back pocket to regale audiences with. Can you you share something today? Well, I think my favorite one for it's right around Halloween is, you know, why don't skeletons like to eat haggis? Wait, what? Remind us what is haggis? Yeah, what's haggis? It's a dish made from uh, from a sheep's stomach. Gotcha. Oh, lovely. Um, Well, I would imagine they don't like to eat it because it's nasty, but uh, you tell us. They just don't have the stomach for it. They just don't have the stomach for it. (laughs) Oh, wow. Ranga, that is top five for me of your jokes that I know of. Top five for sure. Thank you for sharing that. Well, it's, of course. It's going to be hard to beat that. But any other big highlights you want to make sure to note for our listeners from the overall event? Any favorite moments that you want to call out? You know, this was a big surprise for me, Fritz, and a pleasant one was the, the networking lounges. Now, you know, there was a lot of great content that was out there. Lots of, you know, that was, that was overtime. And, you know, there was a ton that was put out there. But these networking lounges you know, I kind of didn't really know whether people would actually use them and would they take the opportunity to interact, to have conversations. And they turned out to be a pretty big hit. I was, I was really surprised. You know, people, people joined them. They had real questions. They had legitimate actual networking. So, you know, I mean, I love Sweet World. I loved when it was in person. I loved Sweet Connect. And, you know, these different events, the networking was probably the most important element of it. And, you know, I was worried about that being lost. And, you know, these networking lounges were great. People were there. They were interacting with each other. They were asking lots of good questions. There was lots of good dialogue back and forth. So it was, it was good to see that, you know, even in a virtual environment, we could maintain some of that networking and some of that magic that has been part of our events before. I love hearing that. And honestly, that kind of goes with what I wanted to know next, but I'm wondering if you have anything else that you can share with us in terms of how were customers and partners reacting to all of this virtual content? What were you hearing along the virtual grapevine, if you will, other than, you know, people partaking in in some of that stuff that you just mentioned? The biggest thing that I heard was just how much people appreciated it. So, you know, in the last few months, last six months or so, you know, we've put out, we've turned out a ton of content trickled it out via webinars and podcasts and blogs and things like that. And I think what's always been nice about our events in general has been the ability to go and to really consume all of that kind of all at once. And, you know, for me, I think probably the biggest thing that was there and what I heard from folks was, say, for example, some of the events that we've run in the past, they couldn't send everybody. They couldn't take everyone and send them to, to Las Vegas or send them to San Francisco or, you know, send them wherever to go and, and participate in our events and consume all this information. And what NetSuite on Air allowed them to do was they could send a good chunk of their team, you know, so as a small organization, it was very cost effective, given that on air was free other than time, but they had the ability to take the entire staff if they wanted, and be able to have them go and attend sessions. And that to me was really, really cool. Because one of the things I've always loved about our events, we've often talked about them as being NetSuite Nation and giving people a, a view into why we get so excited about NetSuite. Um, and it allowed us to broaden our reach in an organization much more than we would have if you, we were all somewhere 
and you had to fly everyone somewhere. So that was probably the biggest thing I would say that I was hearing from folks. Uh, and we heard that feedback. We heard it from customers. We heard it from partners. We even heard it from prospects because it allowed some prospects to be able to go in and say, oh, wow, this is what I am buying into. I'm buying into a community, an ecosystem that cares about their customers and what they and the information they want to share. And they're frankly giving all this to them as part of being good customers. Yeah, that's great. And I know we're actually going to have Lane Sobel on later in this episode to discuss how we're going to incorporate some of what we've learned throughout the past four weeks into future events. So excited to to hear what she has to say. And Ranga, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Our final guest on this final after party episode is someone very special. She and her team put the whole event together. Lane Sobel, Director of Global Events. Lane, what an honor it is to have you on this episode. Congratulations on a great event. Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a lot of work that goes into this, huh? Definitely. I think, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And we've learned quite a bit as far as what it takes to execute a fully virtual events. Well, since you were running this whole thing, you have to have some hilarious behind the scenes moments. And you can, it's just us. You could tell us all the, the fun gaffes and mistakes and entertaining moments. All right. Well, as long as it stays just between us, I think one of my favorite moments is you know, we do a tech rehearsal with everybody before you know their session goes live, and we had a fantastic tech rehearsal on one of our breakout sessions. And the moment the session started, our speakers' smoke detector started chirping and chirped every minute for <sighs> forty-five minutes of the session. So oh that might have been one of my favorites because the best laid plans, as we know. Um, <laughs> let's see. One of my other favorites is we had a speaker who, you know, had a lovely setup. He was sitting outside in front of his house and in the middle of his session, his family started eating lunch in the window behind him. And you can see, you know, everybody cooking and enjoying lunch together and passing the butter became a very big topic of conversation on the production side. So those, those are probably two of my favorite moments. I mean, in these virtual events, you have to expect some of that. Although passing of the butter wouldn't have been in my top three that I would have guessed. Yeah. And do you know what's really funny is we were expecting pets or kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of disappointed that that didn't happen. We didn't have a single kid pop up or, or a pet walk across screen. So I almost kind of feel let down. Oh, well, uh, what about on the content side? Were there any of your favorite moments from the actual, you know, keynotes or breakout sessions or anything like that? I think we had such great content. Maybe I'm a little biased, but you know, typically when we run events, say like a Sweet Connect, we can only run so many sessions because we have four or five rooms and you only have a day where the audience is together. And so I think that is one of the big benefits of the virtual event is that we could produce so much more content for our audience and people can find what interests them. And we had such a, a wide range of content. So for people who really wanted to get into the nitty gritty and see how the product is, is used in, in different modules, or those who care more about, about thought leadership and you know Evan 
Goldberg and, and Stephen Dubner had a fantastic conversation together. That was probably one of my favorite sessions. Getting to produce a, a keynote that is purely virtual was something exciting and different for me and a big challenge. So it's hard to pick one. It's like picking a favorite child, right? Uh, well, you mentioned the challenge part of it. What are some of the challenges? I mean, I, I, my mind goes to, you know, you can't have the parties afterwards like you do at Sweet World and Sweet Connect. Yeah. So I think the big nut to crack with virtual events is networking. So we have that issue at live events too. People crave meeting like-minded individuals. They want to have those conversations with people and businesses like them. And that that one-on-one time. So, you know, we hear that at our live events too. And I think that becomes even more of a challenge with virtual. And so we created these online lounge conversations where you could come together and chat with people on specific topics. You know, there was a messaging capability built into the platform. And we really tried to encourage people to be able to find others that they could connect with. But I think there's still opportunities for us to explore ways to do that better in the future. And I think the big thing is, even when we do go back to live events, I think live events will forever be changed and that there'll always need to be a virtual component that's good. In the past, you know, we stream keynotes to the audience that's not there, or we host some of the content online. And I think a true hybrid experience is kind of the next frontier for uh, events in general. Yeah, I was going to ask, what does the future hold for NetSuite events? What can our listeners who are tuning in look forward to? What, What can we look forward to? Yeah, so I know that some folks listen to us that aren't necessarily in North America. And the exciting thing is just like we typically do with our Sweet Connect events where we travel around the world and and host them for audiences in other regions, we'll be doing that for NetSuite Now On Air as well. So we'll be hosting a NetSuite Now On Air for Asia Pacific in November. And then in the new year, we'll be doing it in um, our other regions. And hopefully we'll be doing another one here in North America because we learned so many lessons and you know we want to do it bigger and better. Yeah, for sure. And since we did talk about Sweet World, it only makes sense to ask what's Lane. happening Anything you can give us? Well, guys, I'm going to let you in before I tell anybody else. No, just kidding. We're super excited about Sweet World always. That's our big event of the year. It's our, it's our favorite time to bring the whole community together. And I think everybody was really kind of disappointed that we didn't get to do one in, in 2020. But, you know, we are looking forward to 2021 and what Sweet World will bring, and we're going to reimagine and, and re-envision it, and we're super excited for that challenge. And I would just say stay tuned because you'll hear some more on that in a few weeks. Lane, thank you so much for everybody who's tuning in right now. And what happens on the back end of these events, whether it's in real life or virtually, is so intense and it requires so much. And so, Lane, you always do such a great job. Thank you so much for joining us. And of course... We'll have you on the podcast again soon and we can't wait. Sounds great. Thanks, guys. Fritz, I want to make sure you were paying attention. So pop quiz. Are you ready? That uh, that just triggered me. <laughs> okay. First up, where can listeners find all of this content if they missed any of it or if they just want to go back and revisit it? 
Do I have to raise my hand to answer this? Oh, sorry. Um, well, we're not on video, so I can't see your hand, but I'll virtually call on you. I'm guessing you. your hand is raised. <laughs> okay. I think I wrote down the answer to this. The NetSuite Now on-air website. Ding, ding, ding. And how long will it be up? Until January. You got it. And for all of you tuning in, don't worry, Fritz. That was just a two-question pop quiz, so we're good, okay? Or we're, we're Gucci, as we like to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> For all of you tuning in, just head over to the website and click on the agenda tab at the top of the page where you can filter by type of session or keyword. And don't forget about the resources tab and sponsor section, Kendall. You may not be able to chat live anymore, but you can still learn about our partner solutions and download materials. Wow. I'm, in, I'm like really impressed by that, that you... We're able to remember that. You wrote it down. You can give our listeners that, that insight. I might make a permanent guest host one of these days. You know, I actually wouldn't mind that. And you know, I, I have to tell you, Fritz, I've really come to enjoy all of this. I've come to enjoy guest hosting with you. If you come on in the future, I will be happy to have you. I'll have, I'll have you with virtual open arms. <laughs> Great. Well, I will, I will gladly join you and I will, of course, try to keep giving you a hard time when I get on here too. <laughs> I'll, I'll be ready for it. Well, Fritz, I think this is it. This is farewell. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. And thank all of you, you listeners, you wonderful, sweet people, listeners, <laughs> for joining us. We'll continue with our regularly scheduled content. And if you don't want to miss a thing, you don't want to miss a thing. Is that how it goes, Fritz? I feel like you'd know that song. Yeah, I mean, you know, on, on, on key, but yes. <laughs> well, I won't do it again then. If you don't want to miss a thing, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Talk to you soon. Bye. You just listened to the NetSuite podcast. Be sure to tune in every week with more NetSuite developments, stories, and insights into the benefits of one integrated system to help you run your business.